0: This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive, and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry, and today I spoke again with James Mulvaney of podcast.co. One of the things that really interests us, us being Lower Street, the podcasting company that produces this podcast, the one that you're listening to right now, is content production, and especially right now, content production remotely. James and his team have been putting out a ton of really great content recently, so I really wanted to ask him about how they go about that. James, your team obviously is pushing out an incredible amount of content for your for your own marketing. A lot of it, it seems to rely really heavily on a very strong visual brand, which for an audio kind of business is really interesting. And I'd love to hear more about that. But also, you know, what has this impact of working remotely had on your kind of content creation practices?
1: <laughs> we had a sort of certain backlog of content, which the two video uh, videographers have been able to work on. We also on podcast.co work as a full service agency as well. Um, so similar to, to what you guys offer, you know, we edit podcasts on behalf of clients, both doing the editing of the audio and also in some cases video clips as, as well. You know, it's fair to say, you know, we've definitely seen a knock-on impact because of people aren't going into studio recording content. Some people have shut down their podcasts or they're just putting them on hold for the time being, which has kind of, uh, you know, had a knock-on impact to that side of the business. I think in terms of the actual internal content we've been producing. We've been trying to encourage people to do bits from home. I'm quite lucky that I've got, uh, you know, I have a sort of spare room, which has basically been turned into a sort of office come studio. So I've been doing quite a bit of content myself from here. And that's then quite often sent out to, um, so either Graham who works with me on my personal brand or uh, Ben and Jack who are are the video guys. Uh, So I've been sending them content to kind of work on and edit themselves. And also just taking stuff that we shot earlier in the year. There's always things that get filmed and just don't ever see the light of day because for whatever reason, those projects just get pushed to the back. So it's kind of a case of, well, what have we got that we filmed maybe the end of last year that we haven't finished and what could we put out or or what content can we kind of reinvent or re-edit and repurpose? So I think it's just about being creative, really. I think, you know, we are very lucky in in our office, you know, we've got um, kind of quite a decent setup in terms of, kind of a couple of different backgrounds that we use as studios. We also have a podcast studio as well, which is used for filming and recording audio content. Obviously those have had to kind of close down, which has been a shame. I'm kind of thinking now, obviously the rules are being relaxed a bit. We can probably start phasing the, the go back to work in terms of, if we need to go in and shoot some content, we can do that with a fairly minimal sort of, you know, we can two or three people being there and easily keep distance. So we don't have to necessarily have everyone back sat in you know banks of desks as they were before, but we start using the office again for doing bits of content. I think you know we're not doing that yet, but I think it'll probably start happening in the next few weeks. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I imagine we're we're sort of lucky with podcasting in that it is something that actually lends itself quite well to to remote production you know something that you can recreate a a decent sounding environment at home the video must be just a huge challenge though because unless you've got a really solid lighting rig and green screens and all the rest of it like it must be very hard to to do that without. so I imagine that's something that so you're obviously saying you've got this backlog of content you're able to work through which I think is really great you know if lockdown were to continue for even longer and you would have to start producing new stuff we have we have
1: yeah I mean to be honest there there has been a few things we've got we've done a few vlog style things. So we've at the moment, we've got a series of vlogs, which, um, you know, different uh, members of the team have put together, which is just basically like, like, here's my work from home setup. So we've kind of come up with a few ideas like that. It's really just kind of filler content. I don't think it's necessarily going to have huge impact. I think to the sort of content we not, we normally produce, you know, is a little bit more, you know, high definition, I suppose. We're going to have to sort of think of, of interesting. If the lockdown continued, we'd have to sort of rethink what we could do. But, you know, as I say, I've, I think a lot of content we create involves things as well like in the podcasting and radio world a lot of the time we re- we're sort of doing how to tutorials on equipment reviews or how to plug stuff together and that kind of requires that we have access to all of that stuff which is all at the office so honestly it's it's a bit of a struggle at the moment with that from that perspective yeah
0: absolutely I want to touch on, I want to ask about something that you touched on a moment ago, which is around kind of repurposing of content, which I think is really kind of interesting and definitely something that everyone can be doing at this time when you might not be able to make new stuff. It's actually making the most of the content you've already got. Have you kind of got any lessons you've learned or or kind of particular tactics you're using to to make the most of that at the moment? Absolutely.
1: So for my personal brand, um, which is you know, an extension of radio.co and podcast.co, e.g. I'm creating content around both topics and a few other bits and bobs around marketing and business as well. One of the things I've been doing is just looking at videos that have ranked or done really well on radio.co. So, for example, we one about how to get a good radio voice. Uh, which we filmed probably about four years ago. It's had, I think, about 200,000 views on YouTube. And I literally just taken that concept, thought, okay, you know, how can we how can we tweak the script, re, you know, freshen it up a bit, make it a bit more interesting, and just refilmed it here, you know, because ultimately that is one of the videos where it's not necessarily about loads of equipment, although there is actually a bit of equipment in it, I do lie, but I so happen to have it here. So I, I've just been able to record that here, but a lot of it is just kind of, th- spoken theory to the camera and then basically just put that out under my personal channel so you know because we know we know there's a demand for that kind of content so if you just kind of take content that you see you might have filmed it five years ago or uh, you know think how you can update it and put it out as, as new content either on the same channel or on a different channel you know that's one way of doing it another video i did was uh, different types of microphone to buy and that was just a slideshow, really. I just did a, an intro to camera and an outro and, you know, just put together a presentation, which, you know, obviously just recording a screen. Again, you can do that from home really easily, can't you? You don't necessarily need to actually have that equipment. You can just use photos that you get off the internet. So that's one of the, the videos, again, that we saw work really well on Radio Coast. So I've just recreated that sort of same style video, uh, updated it for 2020 and pushed out as James Mulvaney. Amazing. Yeah, I really like that. So just
0: as more sort of, I guess, general advice to sort of um, wrap up this kind of segment, have you got any kind of top tips for content creation as a very content-led company? What would you kind of, what would those top tips be?
1: Well, my analogy is QVCA, which is quality, value, consistency, and authenticity. Okay, Uh, so basically you've got to make sure that you're organized about your strategy. You've got to treat it seriously. You know, if you only have one or two members of staff working on it, just try and get them to, to sort of, you know, treat it just like development. Like, as I say, we've started doing it in two-week sprints, so we're making sure that we're pushing out different types of content all the time. Look at the questions your customers are asking. That's that's the big one. You know, what are the problems that you can solve? But, yeah, I've always been huge on content, and I think if you can produce good value content that really actually makes a difference to people, it just helps build a good kind of goodwill in the marketplace, and it will really help with kind of brand recognition. Totally. So thanks again to James. You can find out more
0: information about what he and his team are doing at podcast.co. And one final thing before you go, did you like this episode? Was it any good? Honest, Be, be honest. Did you enjoy it? Because if you did and you wanted to help us, the single best way that you could do that would be to share this podcast with one other person you think would also like it genuinely would mean a lot to us we really really appreciate it and hey if you really did enjoy it we'd love a review send us an email tell us what you think wfh at lowerstreet.co we'll be back tomorrow